0: The applicant.
1: Yes, that sounds perfect. Thank you. Thank you. Great. All right. Making progress. Our Let me just see if there's any other issues we needed to cover here. So, all right, just to also be clear that this project is subject to, to linkage fees for the city of Medford zoning ordinance chapter 94, section 94-382 per building commissioner Paul Mochi's letter to the board dated May 14,
2: 2019. Andre, is there going to be a moment for us to give comments based on the um, Ed's presentation? Yeah, let's do that now. I think uh, I just wanted to make sure we we attacked
1: the the big things that we're going to have a lot of discussion um, so that we didn't, the meeting wouldn't go on too, too long.
2: Would you like to speak now, plus? Sure, and, and I'll be brief. Um, Ed, are all the proposed sidewalks in the project concrete? Yes. Okay. Okay. Um, Are there sidewalks up around the cul-de-sac? Yes. On the entirety of the cul-de-sac on both sides?
3: Let me double check, but...
2: Yes, there are. Okay. Are there... um, There are street trees um, that were left out of the renderings you know how approximately how many and
3: so there was only one on on the one view where where we had, you and i had discussed not having the houses and seeing the wall that's the yep. only rendering i took them out of okay so that, so that it wouldn't because it hid the wall when they were in it so i edited it
2: okay so there are there's one street tree then
3: no um there's multiple but it's as per as per the code i'm looking at the plan now uh, hold on one
4: second.
2: Uh, I think there's, there's 10. Great. And, um, my final comment is the streetlights. Um, is that a city standard? it is okay uh are we seeing that in other residential areas of the city or they look like the, sh- the street lights we have in medford square but
5: the lights on the plan were not standard to the are they intended to be maintained by the city or is the uh, so we, you know, who's taking care of those because they were not city, city. Medford city standard streetlight
3: they've oh, then, then there's there's a then there's a, a an error in one of the pages then because we had gotten is it the wiring commissioner or wires inspector of wires we got we got a spec from the inspector of wires so we'll include that with the plan but
5: could you tell me what year you got that spec from him
3: I'll, I'll find out
5: this, but it, this it was at least a year ago old that we did we've replaced all cobra heads and we updated all the street lights in medford square 18 months ago
3: mm-hmm. well i'm happy that, so my, my the, the point that i make is we right. we didn't we didn't love the spec that we got so we'd be happy to look at the new one but
1: it right. could so be
3: that
1: we, we'll do. make sure that the, the lighting will be uh standard with current city lighting standards yes
5: Is that, and include the city's controls? Yes. And I can verify those if you need to be, I actually put those in.
1: Great.
2: And I'm all set, Andre, thank you.
1: All right, thank you class, appreciate it. Uh, Any other board members have questions or comments on, on the discussion so far? Okay, seeing none among the board members. I, uh, Chris Donovan has his hand raised. Could Annie, could you unmute him?
6: Hi, just a, a new comment, I guess, about, about the lighting and not to open up a new Pandora's box, but and it, it is talking about working with us, but maybe making sure that lighting is the right, not only spec from the city, but wattage or something. I don't even know what that light would look like coming from up on a hill, but as long as we could work together on that, we'd, we'd, we'd love to make sure it's it works for the community up on the hill and down uh, on on the rain as well.
1: Thank you, Mr. Donovan. Already here. Um, Annie is there, I guess we could go over our conditions, just review what we have here. I have a note that we need to take a vote on a waiver or the uh the curb line which is is less than it's it's more narrow than uh than what is generally required so we need to take a vote on the the board finding that it is in the public interest and not inconsistent with the intent and purpose of the subdivision control law to waive strict compliance with section 7.31 of its rules and regulations to permit 20-foot radii curb lines at the intersection with Winthrop Street on the basis that the required 30-foot radii would negatively impact the safety of the intersection. So this is basically just uh, taking a vote to waive um, the overly wide uh, regulation and make it more pedestrian-friendly. So does that need to be... a Annie, does that need to be a separate vote or can that just be?
7: I believe it should be a separate vote
1: on the waiver. Okay, so let's tackle that right now. Is there a motion to waive the 30 foot turning radii uh, on Winfrey Street?
0: Can can I just ask, because I'm not, I apologize. It's my first time at one of your meetings, so I'm not as familiar with how you normally do the process. Um, Before you, do you normally do all your votes at the end when you've finished any issues with public comment or
1: that's generally what we do yes okay so should we put it at the end
0: well i i mean i, I think that if you probably want to just vote everything at the end when when you're sure everyone's had their chance to comment and ask their questions
1: okay and is there an um, order in which those, those those votes should be uh
0: no be I, I mean in in this case i think you would have um because we have the subdivision like vote, we
1: have the site plan yep. review vote, and we have the waiver vote.
0: So I, I think it would make sense, you know, subject to however you want to do it, to do the waiver vote first, then the subdivision on the site plan. Yep. Um, but I don't know that it really matters. Um, but I would recommend waiting to vote until um, you've finished any public comment or discussion with the applicant on on matters.
1: Yes. Thank you. Good suggestion.
2: Robin, can I ask a question? This this issue seems like a particularly, um, like an issue that has like maybe more far reaching legal implications. Um, it, it seems like an odd thing for us to be deciding or sort of making a decision, you will deciding on.
0: When you say this issue, do you mean the radii question? Yeah. So the right—I rec- mean—the subdivision control law allows you to waive components of your subdivision regulation so long as you find that they're um, in the public interest and, and not inconsistent with the subdivision control law. And where it's an engineering question, I would defer to Tim—you um, know—guidance on that. But you're certainly legally permitted to do that, and, um, it's not uncommon in subdivisions to to see that.
1: Do you have a concern of some kind, Class? Because this is what we no, it, wanted, it wanted to the like it's to do.
2: We're, like it, it seems like this is the kind of thing we should be making a recommendation on and not like deciding on because like, I mean, I'm just, you know, worst case scenario, what if someone gets in an accident because of this or that or, no. or, or, or maybe not even because of that, but because, but uses that as a, as a, as a reason for um, some sort of recourse.
0: So I can, I can answer from a, from a subdivision perspective, you know, y- y- the, you have to grant the waiver or they have to comply. So, I mean, that is the subdivision process. Um, So if the plan is going to deviate from the requirement in the regulation, you grant the waiver. I mean, that is how the process works. It's not something that you make a recommendation on. Um, Right. It is the appropriate way to do it.
1: Uh, I see uh, Alicia Hunt with her hand raised. yeah can annie can you unmute her
5: sorry my wi-fi keeps bouncing out and when i get fully disconnected i lose my ability to unmute myself um i just wanted to clarify that we actually are the the deciding agency in the city that would say they can or cannot make it that that opening more narrow the way we want to. We take the advice of the engineer and the traffic engineer, but this board, the planning board, is actually the board that would decide this for a subdivision. There is no other entity in the city to make that call.
1: Right. So, and, I, and this is something that we've, uh, you know, we've already talked about the design of the project. So I don't want to spend a lot of time on this right now, um, but appreciate the uh, the question. Uh, other questions and concerns from board members before we try to review the list of conditions? Okay, seeing none. Uh, Annie, have you been taking notes on the, the conditions? Would you be the person to run through that, or do you want me to try to do it?
7: Sure, I can do it. I don't have the exact language that uh, Robin has drafted so eloquently, so... yeah. Um, I may defer to her on those um, those items.
1: Maybe just the right the checklist of things and
7: yeah.
0: I, I can chime in if you need me to and then I, I have taken some notes as well so we can always double check.
7: Um, I can go through a few items that are um, sort of more administrative. Um, as conditions that I wanted to run by board members if that if this is an appropriate time for that.
1: I think it is. Yes.
7: Um, so let's see the uh, prior to endorsement, any changes must be shown on a revised subdivision plan, including a summary of conditions. Uh, The subdivision shall comply with all applicable standards and regulations as set forth in the Community Development Board rules and regulations, except for those for which a waiver has been approved. Uh, Consistent with Mass General Law Chapter 41, Section 81 u after the expiration of 20 days without notice of appeal to Superior Court or Land Court, the Board shall endorse the plan. This endorsement shall occur following the provision of a performance guarantee in accordance with Mass General Law Chapter 41, Section 81 U in an amount determined by the city engineer and approved by the board. Said amount shall bear a direct reasonable relationship to the expected cost of the work, including inflation necessary to complete the work. The amount shall be revised from time to time on recommendation of the city engineer to reflect the remaining cost of the work. Construction of the subdivision improvements shall be completed within two years of the date of endorsement of the plans by the board. And this project is subject to linkage fees, City of Medford Zoning Ordinance, Chapter 94, Section 94382. And um, in terms of conditions recommended by uh, city staff, uh, compliance with conditions recommended by Timothy McGivern, city engineer, in a letter to the board dated August 18th, 2020. And um, the, we've discussed the fire chief's uh, comments. So I think adding the, um, the condition, the reworded condition about the um, the island in the middle, I, I need to look back at his comments specifically to see if we look at them now. If there are any others to include Um, his other one was about the 12-foot right of way for access uh, to 553, 555 Winthrop Street shall be repaved, all-weather roadway and shall be as wide as boundaries allow. Um, so if that is a condition that the board would like to attach, and then the recommendation about sprinklers is was his other one, which is. But out. I don't
1: think we can, uh, um, Attorney Stein. I don't think we can include the language on the right of way, right, because of. The outstanding issue that we discussed is that correct
0: well i th- it's one of the notes that i had um it, it is it contemplate and this has to do with paving the right-of-way correct mm-hmm. so I mean, is it contemplated that if the right-of-way is relocated it will be paved yes so and, and is the applicant in agreement to that so why don't we why don't we work with that condition just to add in that they're going to accomplish the relocation if they can, and that they'll that will include paving. Great. So I'll work on that. And again, I know I've said this, but obviously the final vote tonight for the written decision will be subject to final approval by the chair, and so there may be some tweaking mm-hmm. of the exact wording of things um, before mm-hmm. it's filed. Just to be clear. Yeah. Okay.
7: And then. Um, There was a comment letter, um, a few of them, but the most recent one we have from Marianne O'Connor, the Director of Public Health. She did not submit a new one, but she has expressed that her uh, conditions still apply. One of them is to submit a written plan for proper dust remediation. One of them is a detailed solid waste plan must be submitted to the Board of Health and that dumpster permits must be obtained for any dumpsters prior to construction beginning. And another that integrated pest management is required. And she uh, goes into more detail on on each of those in her letter. And then um, the other city comment letter that um, was not updated with the remand, but um, contains items that um, the author stated still apply is uh, from Brian Cairns, Commissioner of Public Works. And the first two are, My understanding and and, uh, Tim's comment number 47 on this is uh, that the proponent will be working with um, the engineering department and the um, DPW to address concerns about the water main. Uh, So that takes care of uh, his first two comments that were about um, the, his uncertainty about the water main. His others are... um, Hydrant locations will be determined by the fire department, um, noting that one hydrant must be on Winthrop Street. The minimum water main size is eight inch ductile piping and one inch copper services into the 10 residential lots. We'll also maintain a loop system around the property adhering to the 10 foot water and sewer separation. All standard testing for pressure and bacteria shall be in accordance with the DEP and AWWA standard. Water mains that intersect with other water main piping to the triple gated and open to the right. Uh, All water services will be placed in the sidewalk with shutoffs off the property line. All service connection on the old six-inch water main will be replaced with one-inch copper to the property line with new shutoffs. All as-built will be reviewed by water and sewer and the engineering divisions. Any work performed on water and sewer must be inspected before backfilling. Emergency phone numbers must be provided prior to any work being done on roads in Medford. Drawings and pre-construction meetings are advised. Any contractor working on water services must be a certified drain layer licensed with the city of Medford. And these are all items that were responded to by uh, Mr. Champion. I believe um, had been had all been resolved, correct? Except for the water main that you were working with the city to to accommodate.
3: We we actually uh, did the inspection on the water main. Uh, we cut a section out, and 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 they have it. So so I I, I believe in in. Because that's an extensive list, and, and just from hearing the things, but I believe that the current plans adhere to the rules and regs. So if if something he's suggesting is different from the plan, I, I, I'd, I'd like to focus on the plans. I don't, I don't know. There was, he's, there was something in there in the midst of that conversation about a water loop, which I think the plans are, 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 are
7: address to the satisfaction of the Commissioner of Public Works um, his comments
3: one more time I'm sorry
7: would it be appropriate to address to the satisfaction of the Commissioner of Public Works to work with him to uh,
3: his so so I think it's to the satisfaction of the rules and regulations
7: so I believe a lot of these were addressed it says triple gates are shown in the plan in your response you commit to um, the utility contractor being on the city's approved list.
8: as, of course, well as yeah.
7: developed um, Pressure and bacteria tes- tests will be in accordance with the EP and AWWA standards. Uh, you say the hydrants have been coordinated with the fire department and that the plans have been modified to have 10 feet of separation except at the crossings. So it, it appears that um, all of these were addressed so uh,
3: I agree. I just we, we, the the concern from our side is that when we add on the um, the the language that states that it'll be to a certain individuals, you know, we, we there's rules and regulations, and we'd we'd follow those. So I th- I forgot the exact way you, the the comment was with regard to the to the 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 satisfaction of I, th- I think it's the satisfaction of the rules and regulations so adhering to the rules and regulations and adhering to this the rule the
1: the guides yeah i the, think what uh, what annie had said was the subdivision shall comply with all applicable standards and regulations as set forth in the uh oh, well that's the community development board rules and regulations um sorry i don't know if that was i, th- I think the other section was
7: compliance i believe
1: we added that whole list yeah
7: so you've reviewed and responded to each item in here. I just um, wanted to kind of have it on on record as, as in, in case some of these might still be outstanding. So it, it appears that you have addressed all of them um, from Correct. your responses too, but we don't have an updated letter from the um, commissioner.
1: Right, so the condition Ed uh, will have basically compliance to the satisfaction of each department head um, with any unre- recommendations made in letters to the board and then citing the specific letters. So it's not going to be add-ons at all. It's going to be referencing the specific letters and the items that you've already seen. And we'll take out the fire chiefs, I think, and dealing with that separately because um, we've we've adjusted that. Fair enough. Great.
7: And I think lighting as well um, you've addressed separately. So. Um, I think another uh, condition that was discussed, uh, was about notification, um, to the The
1: blast plan.
7: Yeah. A blasting to the uh, director of community development or her designee. And, um, Tim, did you want us to add the vegetated area to the homeowners association for your comment?
9: Yes.
3: Yep. And the other thing it's I think like it's, it's adjacent to the extension of the right of way as, a, as, a, as an explanation of where it is.
9: And the, and the only other thing is uh, the housekeeping item Annie is my recommended condition number two, associated with the grantees. I think that can just be fully rescinded and replaced with the language that we've discussed.
7: and robin has that language
9: <laughs> yep so you I can do. just listen okay. i do send number two out of my letter
1: and then uh tim i guess the final thing we we didn't cover that we had brought up um in prior meetings was just around the the pedestrian safety for the crossing i think we discussed you were going to look into you know the feasibility of doing like a blinking light or some signage? I don't know if you had a recommendation on
9: that. Um, we did look into it. I mean, th- something like that could go there. Um, it, it, it's hard for me to commit to something because so much is going on in that whole corridor. Um, right. uh, but I mean, th- this, this project does have linkage fees. I mean, we could think about doing something with those. Um, if the board wanted to... Um, condition some sort of actuated signal light. Um, Todd, are you still on the call or no? Yeah. I don't know if if that location is entirely appropriate for some sort of actuated blinking light for the pedestrian crossing or not. The the question was brought up last time.
10: Yeah, looking at that corner from the high school to place said road. It's about an 18-foot-hundred stretch without a crosswalk. So this one's going to be placed roughly halfway, about 900 feet. So that's a good thing. Um, in terms of enhancements, I was actually thinking of that. Um, you could go to the flasher that's just constantly flashing. Those are, you know, just order a magnitude cost for people, informational purposes only. Um, you know, a set of those would be in the $3,500 range on new channels, um, solar-powered. And then something like a RFB on more substantial pull, like folks know at Governors Avenue High Street, that's more about 20000 per setup. Um, and there's kind of a hybrid of between where it's an RFB on a U-channel style that DCR uses a lot. That's about like thirteen grand a setup. So um, in terms of if it would be helpful, I think the enhancements are always helpful, especially coming southbound. You know, there's there's a little bit of a curve before you reach this area. So, any enhancement to visibility is always a good thing. Um, so, you know, those are good suggestions. Going back to Tim's point about not knowing what's happening with the whole corridor, the the curb that's listed as radius 20 on Lorraine Roadside, with that being the parking shoulder side, you could even potentially bump that out even more into Winthrop Street uh, to add visibility and sight lines for the pedestrians. Uh, but but without doing any physical things like that, um, enhanced signs wouldn't necessarily be a bad thing.
1: And what, well, an enhanced signage, what would that look like when sort of a pedestrian right-of-way in the middle of the, the roadway or what?
10: Uh... So, so y- yeah, beyond what's shown on the plan, you could add Instead of the static fluorescent yellow green diamond sign, you could have one of those with LED border that flashes all the time throughout City. Medford we have about twenty of them or so and the solar powered. So that's no actuation, no ped button. But then the next level up is, is some that you see on DCR roadways where it's a ped button actuated flash and light, but it's RFB. Those got the white rectangular flashing lights. And then there's a, a more sturdy permanent style like the ones we have on Salomon and River and Governor's Eben High. Those are press push button activated as well. Um, it wouldn't involve any median in, in the middle uh, chairman because the, the cross section of this area that is out there today, and it's likely to remain in the future just uh, be refined a bit so it's more definitive is a bike lane on the development side, a traveling, traveling bike lane and a parking shoulder on the Lorraine Road side, that would match up with west of um, or north of the project. So that's likely the cross section here. So there's not much room to add anything like that. It would potentially could add a bump out, shielding the parking shoulder on the Lorraine Road side. That would shorten the crossing distance.
1: All right. I, I see uh, one of the neighbors, Chris Donovan, would like to speak. Could he be unmuted?
6: I think that that crosswalk, uh, uh, that bump, of uh, the things that Todd are talking about right now is really one of the game changers in this development. And I think Todd's, we talked about some of them last night, is on for some of these changes that may not be in Ed's you know, purview, but they are tied in with this crosswalk. So we're excited for that crosswalk. We may not want it overdeveloped and too lit up. It's a pretty quiet area, but that crosswalk and a light or something they have to slow down people coming around that curve is really a game changer in the in this neighborhood so some of the traffic calming that todd is talking about um, we're really excited for that and it really changes the dynamic of this neighborhood which includes sliding over the, the the center line bike lanes and a parking lane and hopefully some sidewalks coming up so this is really the crosswalk is really the crux of, of how this connection started with ed and so we'd really love to see a good, nice crosswalk, well-lit. I have a little, there's a telephone pole that's going out to Lorraine. If we just twisted it the other way, 90 degrees it would be right above the crosswalk. Put some lighting on it in that very dark corner. And I think it's a win-win without really too over um, over uh, thinking it and putting in too much flashing light because uh, we would love to sort of have a nice quiet community at nighttime as well versus the, the flashing. So thank you. And the crosswalk is really important. We just don't want to tend to overthink it, but a bump out or a raise people come pretty quickly around that corner and that's definitely a game changer so thank you for including this part of this development project well is i think the question is i don't think a bump out is part of it right now is that correct It's, it's, it's not but some of those changes are, are in the way via Todd and Todd has a plan for that and we're excited here in the neighborhood uh, that the crosswalk that's coming from 551 that's I guess part of the plan is what started this fire of getting the sidewalks and some uh, traffic safety in the area so that's where I thought the direction was going and Todd's got a pretty good handle up we're pretty excited for what's coming So just let me just to,
10: say. yeah just to clarify I, I know we talked about a vision and a plan um, mr. Donovan yeah there wasn't necessarily a plan for the city to do a bump out at this particular I crosswalk yeah I but but Perfect. it could be an opportunity here Thank Well
1: you. is there a, is the city's engineering department making a recommendation
9: Well I don't think we're making a recommendation I think that um, that there are some reasonable uh, signage improvements that could be made over what what the plan is um, the recommendations from the engineering division came the form of, of comments and, and where we've been up to at this point, I think what we're saying is if the board wanted to explore discussing with the proponent some additional measures like signage, um, things like that, then, you know, we, we're we saying that we, it, there would be nothing to preclude that. Um, so neighbors saying that a you know, flashing light might be too much or an actuated beacon might be too much, but then we're saying that Nothing would preclude signage or um, something else to draw attention to the crosswalk. And it's within the board's purview to have that discussion with the proponent so, as for a condition. So.
10: Yeah, so we're supportive and listening to the neighborhood. That, that that's adds a lot of value knowing that they may prefer a curb extension bump out versus flashing lights. That um, that seems like a suitable and reasonable uh, thing to do. It would... It, the proponent would have to look at the drainage if it required an extra catch basin on moving a catch basin if um, the curb extension was added. But um, we're supportive of that idea.
6: We're happy for any incremental changes. So thank you, it's nothing but a win-win. So thank you for uh, keeping the crosswalk in, in, uh, in your sights.
1: Mr. Champi, based on what you heard, is there anything that you think you can you'd be able to accomplish here?
3: Well, I mean, yeah, we're happy to, we've, so, so all of the changes, I mean, I, I, I just think, you know, we cross that street too, because we've been there for probably longer than some of the residents, you know? Um, mm-hmm. So, you know, uh, we'll work with um, the neighborhoods engineering and engineering, and I think I even wrote in one of my emails, you know, we're, we're happy to participate as long as someone takes the lead. Um, so, you know, we'll coordinate, we'll participate. If it's bumping off the curb, instead of putting the curb in, we don't have a problem with, make, with, with doing what's best. You know, the, the, the crosswalk and the, and the sidewalk is, is all done for the betterment of the community. So if it needs to be tweaked, I'm open to it. You know, it's um, – uh, so we're very willing. Um, we don't – it doesn't need to go in as drawn. We just, we just drew what we thought was, was appropriate at the time. So I think that there's been more evolving over the past year. and it's So I mean, if we, we approve it as is and someone wants to bump it or move it or adjust it, um, we'd be happy to, and, until it's built, once it's built, then we'd like it to leave, leave it as it is. So I guess the verbiage I would use would be that we'll cooperate with the, the changes that are required. I mean, within reason, right? They can't, you know, we don't want to put a pedestrian crosswalk that's overhead or something like that but we're happy to participate.
1: Uh attorney Stein do you have a recommendation on how to word something like this?
0: so just so that I'm clear what is currently shown on the plans on this issue? Is there a co- there's a crosswalk shown on the plan?
6: Yeah. There is. Yes, okay. and a handicapped ramp on the sidewalk. And my comments we're okay. happy that, that there is a crosswalk not necessarily anything additional what's already been planned is, is fine and it's it's a it's an incremental change that we we appreciate okay great
0: so do you right. want to leave it as is or do you want something additional
6: is well there, so i guess my oops, go ahead deanna is there any signs
10: related to the
0: crosswalk
4: currently on the plans i can't remember
10: i believe the standard static w11-2s yeah um, i was
7: going to say that at the very least, that should, those uh, uh, signs that come
8: basically at most crosswalks, which is the warning signs, um, should be on both directions.
10: To answer the attorney's question, the crosswalk is proposed, which includes a ramp on either side. It does include tightening the radius on the Lorraine Road side, but that does not include a curb extension out into Winter Street. So that's the, oh. it would be a modification to the, to the curb that's shown on the plan
0: if you change the sidewalk.
10: If you add a curb extension, it would, it would make it a shorter crossing. And it would adjust that radius. That's called out as 20 on the um, Northwest corner. Being okay.
0: So I, we... I guess, oh, go ahead. No,
3: I'm sorry, uh, Mr. Chair and, and Ms. Stein. How about we, the, the, if we approve as is, or with a curb extension, um, you know, based on whatever engineering decides they, the engineering or the neighborhood decides they want. We'll do either or as it is, or we'll extend the curb and we'll absorb either one. It sounds the curb like extension so
1: would be on which side? Both sides? One side?
10: I was, I was imagining the Winthrop Street side, um, you know, Lorraine would be nice too, but um, this, that is a tight angle for, for turning vehicles. Um, basically, the curb extension would be on Winthrop shielding the parking shoulder, so it would be in line with the parking shoulder on that side of the street. You could you could say out of condition to modify the curb radii that's shown on the Lorraine Lorraine Road corner, the northwest corner, to include or an, a curb extension into Winter Street. And DCI will, you know, modify design and would review it. You know.
0: So. Oh. How about if we say something along the lines of, at the request of the city's, and you can correct me if I have the wrong departments here, um, at the request of the city's inspectional services department, the applicant shall install a curb, inspe- a curb extension on the Winthrop Street side? Is that yeah,
10: correct? I, l- I say west side, but some people are saying south side, so it's kind of like the... Of west. north To me, it's we're, the northwest corner of Winthrop Street and Lorraine. Right. And we're,
1: we're, we're talking about the side adjacent to Mary Kenney Way, the new Mary Kenney Way, right?
10: No. No.
1: The other side? No, on The so, same seat. So, not the oh, Lorraine Roadside. <laughs> All right. Sorry. So,
5: the, so plan, then, you give it, the plans have a proposed signage and striping plan. It's sheet six. Yeah, 6.3. Right that shows on the Lorraine Street side, the corner of Lorraine and Winthrop. The the way I read that is a curb bump out but not on the side of the street with Mary Kenney way.
3: Can we just, can we treat it as a field change and we'll leave it as is and we'll propose something to Tim and
0: Well, that's why I think, how how about if we just say at the request of the city's engineering department the applicant shall shall um revise the proposed crosswalk hold on there's only one
7: right
9: sure. Could just pause for a second here so
0: sure.
9: yeah so um, I think it nothing's going to happen if it's just coordinate with engineering department because um, we made recommendations about pedestrian safety and plans were made or changes you know revisions were made to the plan so if if, um, if the board itself would like to uh condition bump outs there then what we're saying is that nothing would preclude that and also if the board would like to condition additional signage or 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 lighting or or something along those lines um there's nothing that would preclude that however um the coordination piece with the engineering department would happen uh on our sidewalk project when 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 we're abutting up against their project and we'll coordinate with them on how that, but if the if the board would like to have uh, bump outs ex- extensions here for pedestrian safety safety and the proponent is willing to do that, then the board has the power to 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 make that happen. That's what that's what we're saying from an engineering standpoint. So I would wouldn't think that uh, 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 some sort of condition that requires coordination with us is going to be productive.
0: Okay, I mean you can make that decision right now.
9: Yeah, I, I mean I would be in
1: favor of just including the bump out. Um, okay. I, I guess my question is though, are we talking about bump outs on both sides of Winthrop street next to Lorraine yeah, and on the other side or just the Lorraine side?
10: I could clarify because um, the Winthrop state development or the Mary Kenny side, it's not that side because that side's a bike lane doesn't have a parking shoulder Got it. Okay. So okay, I just so wanted the applicant, to be clear about that.
0: Okay. How about you tell me if this works? Um, the applicant shall revise the proposed crosswalk and there's only one, correct? Shown on the plan to add a curb extension on the Lorraine Road side of the
10: crosswalk. I guess to clarify, is there that, are two there are two crosswalks, but there's one crossing Winthrop Street.
0: Okay, so we'll say the applicant sharvised the proposed crosswalk crossing Winthrop Street and shown on the plan to is it a curb extension?
10: Yeah, there's two names: curb extension or bump out, either or. I
0: okay, so to add a curb extension on the Lorraine Road side of the street. No, Winthrop. and is there anything about?
10: Well, Tim, I think she's right. Lorraine Road side of the street versus Mary Kenny side of the street.
1: Yeah, she already said the Winthrop crossing Winthrop Street. That's what the.
10: Yeah,
0: the crosswalk. Okay.
9: Well, I thought, I'm sorry. I thought we were talking about a bump out on the Mary Kenny drive side because we have um, a bike lane that is going in.
10: Todd. Sorry. Yeah, so I could start over. So on the Mary Kenny side, there's a bike lane that should be adjacent to the curb that's out there now on the proposed curb. Then there'll be two 11-foot travel lanes, bike lane. The parking shoulder, which is where the bump out and curb extensions go, is on the side opposite the development on the lorraine road side okay just you're right sorry so is
0: so is it sufficient if we just say the applicant shall revise the proposed crosswalk crossing winthrop street and shown on the plan to add a curb extension on the lorraine road side of the street and then to the extent the board wants different signage we can add a condition for that as well
1: well i think the signage that's already in there seems to be the standard so i think we're we're good with that um mr Champy. excellent
3: all right, Mr. Chair. one last point, uh, Robin, if I may, um, in the in the event that the this is all in the event that the right of way extension takes place. Otherwise, this sidewalk, this crosswalk is going to move across,
10: is going to move down the road. Uh, yeah, that's to be determined. Okay. That's why I was pointing that out earlier, that if that driveway exists, this crosswalk yeah, may become a mid block somewhere else or, or at Smith or something like so that. So this, this, So this is pending
3: the right of way extension being
10: agreed upon.
0: So I'm actually just going to like, obviously we have to write up the whole decision and put it together. I'll add those at the same part that the applicant shall accomplish the relocation if possible. And then if the relocation is accomplished, you'll do this. Correct. Okay.
10: Yeah. If I follow that correctly, uh, just like Tim said before, if the drive wasn't accomplished, right. there'd be a revision anyways. And at that time we could address it. Correct. Okay.
6: And so if I could be- sort of close out, this could be one of the most transformative changes in the area. So, what the board is doing tonight, even though this is kind of in the weeds, it could be one of the most transformative changes on Winthrop Street in a long time so thank you for dealing with that and I know Ed understands a little bit of the complexity of finishing that up but Todd laid out a pretty good safety plan last night and sort of follow that plan which we were just kind of talking about is a win-win-win so we thank you it's very important uh, for that crosswalk and whatever comes for the safety features of all it so thank you all.
1: Yeah thank you Mr. Donovan I okay. thought it was worth the time. Um, all right so we have a set of uh, conditions I think that we agree on. Do the board members uh, have, was there anything that that was missing or that they were concerned about? Seeing none, Attorney Stein, I see your hand. I
0: just, I had a couple notes that I just wanted to make sure had been covered um, yep. in what we've already discussed. So one is just adding the condition or the naming of Mary Kenny Way. Yes. I'm assuming that's going to be an actual condition to the project. Yes. Um, I think a general condition that the project and site improvement shall be in conformance with the plan submitted and approved by the board. And we'll put in the name of the subdivision plan and the final revision date. The plan I have has a final revision date of 8 four twenty, But I would confirm with you all that that's correct. And this is for the, um, the Winthrop Estates definitive subdivision of land. I take it that's the, that is the plan that this is going to be bound to.
1: Yeah, is that the correctum? That the, the plan is the one uh, dated 8-4-20. Uh,
9: let me double check.
0: Um, and we can always verify, but just that yep. the final submitted version of the plan is what they're going to build consistent with. Yeah. Um, are there any other documents that the board is expecting the project will be built consistent with other than the definitive subdivision plan that they... I know there's been renderings, but they're not. Uh, I'm assuming you're not holding them to the... No pictures okay so just the plan just confirming that yeah um there was a note earlier from tim and i just want to make sure this gets in that there needs to be a plan revision regarding the sewer services for 535 and 555 that they be shown on the plan yep okay um i i i may in the final revising of this just tweak the language a little bit about um, the, the surety that's necessary to construct the ways just so that it follows the statute and the subdivision regulations. The applicant does have a right to choose what combination of, of surety they want to provide. So I just wanted to comment on that. Um, we talked about the blasting schedule. You're going to add the high school to the pre-certification list for blasting. That um, there needs to be a reference to the board's decision as conditioned on the plan and the decision itself will need to be recorded at the Registry of Deeds to bind the project. So that can go in as a condition. Um, let me just look at my notes real quick. I think we covered everything else. The only other things I had, if you don't mind, if the board wants to, is I had flagged a couple of the conditions in Tim's suggested conditions that aren't tied to specific performance dates. And I didn't know if the board wanted to take a quick look and just confirm by when some of those things need to happen. Um, so if you'll bear with me, I can I can tell you them pretty quickly. Okay. Uh, But I I would hate to have confusion later because there's a condition and we don't know what the deadline is to do it. Um, So if you guys have Tim's letter, I have his recommended conditions. Um, Two's coming out. Number three talks about the uh, blast control plan. When does that need to happen by? Just prior to any blasting?
1: It it
3: was submitted.
0: Oh, it's yeah. already done. Okay, never right. mind. Then. I think what, um, yeah,
1: what we were asking for was uh, advance notice, and and uh, Mr. Champy said that he'd, okay. he'd he'd submit the calendar.
0: Um. Number four, is that just is that prior to building permit, prior to the final built conditions of the roadway lighting equipment inspected and approved? When does that happen by?
9: That would be the something at the very end. So just to point out that there's an entity that would approve that work that isn't engineering.
0: Okay, So within so two we years that as is? It, within, it would okay. be within
3: there's a two year time period unless we get an extension. So it would be within those two years.
0: Okay, I thank you. Um, I just have a couple more and forgive me, I'm somewhat new to the um, to your particular regulation. So I'm just being careful. Number seven. When does the HOA need to be created by? Is that prior to first sale? Yes. Okay. Um, let's see. Number eight. Has is has this already been done, or is the SWIFT going to be reviewed at some point?
3: It will be reviewed.
0: Um. I don't prior know, Tim, to, do you have? It would
3: be, this, that would be prior to even starting anything. That's correct. Prior yeah.
0: road
9: Yeah,
3: theoretically. So prior
0: to even. Yeah. So it was prior to beginning any construction.
9: That's correct, yep.
0: Yeah. Okay. All right. Just making a note of that. I just have a couple more. Um, number 11. Is this what you said was already done, or is this something that still needs to be done? The ex- inspection. Yeah,
9: we did the water. We did the water one. This would be an inspection of okay. the time point of the sewer main.
0: When is this need to be done by?
9: Uh, when when they're ready to install the sewer connection. When it, it would have to happen prior to the connection. Um, okay,
0: so we'll just put prior to installation of sewer connection.
9: Yep. Perfect. All
0: right. I just have three more. Uh, number sixteen.
9: that's going to be something we have to provide them
0: so okay so j- just leave it as is yep all right 17 um when by when do you need oh it says prior to construction i'm sorry i missed that and then number 21 uh the rodent plan what's the timing on that
9: so That's prior uh, to construction. yeah that's another project
0: prior to to, one yep okay Those are the only ones I had on that. I think we covered all my other notes. Um, I just wanted to make sure. So, you know, when the motion on this will be to incorporate all of the conditions that have been discussed with the board tonight, including um, those administrative conditions that Annie read and that cover the department comments. So just make sure, is everyone clear on that, that? All of those things will ultimately become the conditions in the decision that the chair will finalize. Yes. Okay. I think just, con- I'm just con- there's there's been so much that I'm just right. trying to keep it clear. I have a question for clarity.
1: Go ahead, Jackie.
0: And that's going back to the blasting
4: plan. I know that's go. It's a condition uh, that's going to be submitted to Alicia Hunt who's the acting um, Community Development the um, de- department's director. But how does that? How how is that actually shared with the community and and the and is there a schedule in place as of right now? Like, for instance, are they blasting right now? Is it? Is it? Is it? Is this something that the waypoint is communicating with the um, community before they blast? I'm just trying to get a little because, from what my understanding, blasting is happening. So, what is this blasting plan? Is it being upgraded? Are we telling them that they can't blast prior to? So, I'm just, I just need clarity around that. Do
1: you want to explain, Mister Champy?
3: Um, so yeah, we are not blasting now. In um, in our in our past, what we did was when we were preparing to blast for the drainage testing, we sent out mailings. We mailed the complete abutters list and flyered the houses. Um, I think it was it might have been three or four days prior to the blasting taking place. That's just a procedural thing that we do. Um, so in going forward, um, we would schedule the work pending. Approval, of course, and, and any waiting periods related to it, um, and and so we've been corresponding with the uh, with the entire abutters list. Every time we go back on the site, we've been corresponding with the abutters list just to keep people from being overly concerned that they might have think work started and work stopped. So we've explained what we were doing when we were going on and off the site. Um, so we'll continue that.
1: So maybe we should just say be
5: clear and say wanna be- just clarify that because. Okay. The abutters list is an official list. It's a radius, and that's what he has been legally obligated to. What we're asking is that he notify our office, and we will arrange for a broader communication through the city's uh, reverse 911 emergency alert system. So that, um, and we'll try to determine that in house whether that's Oh,
9: she froze. She's
5: notified that there's a significantly larger radius than is getting the mailings um, about the, the blasting. Right, and but I think right. He's committed to giving us a schedule in ge- a generalized schedule, and then making sure that he notifies us about each blast, and we'll do a call to a larger area.
1: Right. So we should just be clear in the condition that at least three days before any blasting occurs, we will have an updated uh, blasting calendar for schedule.
4: Thank you for clarifying. I was just—I was trying to get more of a feel of the public input and seeing if that had been a problem. And it seems like Mr. Donovan, which I know has been a huge champion, uh, or well, has been a huge opposer prior to, seems to be pleased going forward now. So I'm going to take that as uh, Waypoint has been doing what it has, ha- what it's supposed to for the community. But I just want to know how we were going to move forward with it.
1: Thank you. All right. Um, do we have a? So I think the motion on the floor will be to. Uh, you just
0: want to. Sorry, did no, you just yeah. want to um, confirm there was no additional final public comment?
1: Uh, any additional public comment? We've been taking. No, the been public. T- yeah. There. Thank you. Um okay. Let me sorry close the right. public portion of the of the hearing, and move to. Uh, the motions on the floor. There will be three. One will be the waiver for the turning radii. Uh, second will be to approve the subdivision, and the third will be for to approve uh, a site plan. So, is there uh, a motion on the waiver? Again, this is the waiver to um, to waive the the thirty foot uh, turning radii. Uh, for a 20-foot turning radii uh, Mary Kelly way.
0: And is it, my understanding that's based on the board's finding that this is safer at 20 feet? Yes. Okay, thank you. Do you want me to suggest a motion?
1: That would be great, thank you.
0: Okay, Um, and feel free Tim to jump in if there's anything technical you want to add, but the, the, the motion would be to approve the requested waiver relating to reducing the required um, radii from 30 feet to 20 feet, where that will result in a safer design, and thus um, is in the public interest and not inconsistent with the intent and purpose of the subdivision control law.
1: Thank you, Robin. Is uh, Do we have a member uh, willing to make the motion? And you can keep you it
4: can simple, so say, yes. I, I, so You can say so moved. Yes. You can say so moved if you'd like. <laughs> so moved by what? Attorney Robin, uh, I apologize, Robin, I don't have you line. Stein. That's okay.
0: You can just say so moved. As, so moved.
1: Okay. Is there a second?
0: I'll
11: second. This is
0: Deanna.
1: Thank you, Deanna. Uh, roll call vote. Uh, Deanna Peabody.
11: Aye.
1: Christy Dowd. Aye. Les Andreessen. Aye. Jackie Furtado. Aye. David Blumberg. Aye. And I'm an aye as well. Thank you. Uh, Vote 6-0. The waiver unanimously passes. Uh, The next motion is to, would be to approve the subdivision uh, with the conditions discussed by the board this evening. Is there a motion on the floor?
0: Would you like to suggest it? Okay, go
2: ahead. You can certainly suggest it.
0: Oh, no, no, go ahead. Go ahead. Sorry, there was a pause, so I thought I'd offer. Go ahead. I don't need...
2: I make a motion to approve the subdivision with the um, conditions uh, outlined tonight. And
0: can I just add, in subject to final approval of the written decision by the chair?
2: Final to... Um, Written final decision by the chair. Yeah.
1: Subject to final written approval by the chair. I think that was the language. Subject to final written approval by the chair. Yeah,
0: thank you, you. The chair is going to review the final decision before it's filed.
1: So. Uh, is there a second? Andrea, I'll, I'll second that. Yeah. Thank you, David. Uh, roll call vote. Deanne, whoops, go can, ahead. I, can I just
0: clarify that's subject to all of the conditions identified, discussed, and referenced by the board during the remand public hearing.
1: Thank you. It's helpful Thank to have a, a council with us during these meetings.
0: <laughs> I, I, I feel bad to keep interrupting. It's very awkward over Zoom, but um, well,
1: we're you know I'm, I'm a here. new chair, and we're all many of the members <laughs> are new members, so we're all kind of been learning as we've uh, as we go. So it's helpful to have a uh, council with us. Um, okay. Deanna Peabody, Hi. Christy Dowd, Hi. Kles Andreassen, Hi. Jackie Furtado.
4: Hi.
1: David Bloomberg. Aye. And I vote aye as well. Uh, the motion unanimously passes, six to zero. Thank you. And the final uh, motion is to approve the, the site uh, plan for the project. Uh, why don't I just go ahead and ask you, Attorney Stein, to suggest the motion.
0: <laughs> um, I would actually just use the same motion. I would say a motion to approve the application for a site plan special permit subject to all of the conditions identified, discussed, and referenced by the board during the remaining public hearing and subject to final approval of the written decision by the chair. So the same motion as the previous.
1: Those words just <laughs> roll off your tongue. It's wonderful. Um,
0: I wrote you... it out in advance.
4: <laughs>
1: Who said so moved? Is that Class,
0: Okay, class. thank you. Is there a second? Second.
1: Jackie, thank you. A roll call vote. Deanna Peabody. Aye. Christy Dowd?
12: Aye.
1: Andreasen? Aye. Jackie Furtado. Aye. David Blumberg. Aye. And I vote aye as well. So un- the motion unanimously passes six to zero. Thank you, everyone. And, and I'll, thank I'll just you. remind
0: the board that under the remand order, the decision needs to be filed with the city clerk in 30 days.
1: Thank you. Thank you. And uh, Mr. and your team, uh, I know it's been a long process. Uh, thank you for working with us through it
2: and uh, best of luck. Can I just make a last comment, too? Absolutely, Chris. Go ahead. Um, Mr. Champion, I want to thank you for the work you put in, and especially um, the end there. I think um, the inclusion of the renderings and um, your ability to translate what I was suggesting into what we saw tonight I thought was a really um, helpful addition to to get to where we are now. So thank you, and, and good luck.
3: Thank you very much, everybody. Appreciate it.
2: Thank you.
13: Bye
1: bye. <clears throat> All right, The uh, Next item on our agenda.
0: And if you don't need me to stay on, then I'm going to jump off as well, unless you'd like me to. I'm not familiar no, with th- what else is on your agenda, but. Uh,
1: I think a site plan review. I think we're fine. Uh, okay, excellent. Attorney.
0: Well, then. So. It Thank was you. great to meet all of you. Thank you. Thanks Thank so and much Andy, for your we'll, help. I'll follow up. You're Thank honest. you. Yes. Thank Bye. you for your help. Thank you all.
1: Bye. <laughs> all right. So we have uh, the next item on our agenda. The final one is our site plan review recommendation to the Board of Appeals for 30 to 36 Salem Street. Um, Thank you again, everybody, for your patience and hanging in there while we have a, a long evening. Uh, could I ask the proponent of, of the Salem Street Project to uh, to present their proposal? Sure.
13: Good evening, Chairman LaRue and uh, board members. My name is Kathleen Desmond of Conway Law. Uh, I am here tonight on the site plan review and, and special permit uh, recommendations. The petitioner, Paul Connolly, the manager of 34 Salem Street, LLC, is here with me along with the design team, project manager Anthony Esposito of Carver, Mass, Richard Mead of Medford Engineering and Survey, architect Eric Zacherson of Context in Boston, and the traffic engineer uh, Jeffrey Dirk of Vanessa and Associates out of Andover. Um, I'll provide a brief uh, background to the board members and then turn the presentation over to the design team. Um, I believe that you are all likely familiar with the project site, uh, 3036 Salem Street, located within Medford Square um, and the C1 zoning district. The existing structure that will be the subject of renovation sits on a 13,910 square foot parcel of land. The building itself was built in approximately 1915 and originally housed a theater as well as meeting and commercial space. Originally, the building extended well into the rear of the property where the parking area is now situated. Uh, When Mr. Connolly's family bought the property in the mid 1980s, they intended to revive uh, the theater and also have live performances, such as what goes on with the Chevalier Theater at this point. Following the Connollys' family acquisition of the property, it was discovered that the rear portion of the structure was in greater disrepair than they had originally believed. Ultimately, portions of the rear property uh, were in a state of collapse and the rear portion of the property was demolished. Uh, for most of their ownership, the building has been underutilized. The first and second floor is being occupied by commercial and retail uses long standing tenants elizabeth grady and h and r block occupy the first uh, floor, and most recently, a yoga studio has occupied the second floor. The four- third floor has not been utilized over the years due to a combination of demand for commercial space and the cost of necessary improvements as to access. Uh, a little over a year ago, um, some of you may recall that uh, this property was under agreement uh, and that a development came before you for approval of a much much larger uh, building. Uh, It was six six stories in height and contained 20 residential units. The board did act favorably um, on that petition, uh, but the purchaser, without much explanation, did not go through the final process uh, to the Zoning Board of Appeals. After that point, uh, my clients considered renovating the building themselves, and and here we are uh, at this point. Uh, the project is much less imposing uh, than the, the building that was originally um, originally suggested for this. It's four stories, uh, three stories of residential use with one floor of commercial use. Um, the footprint of the building will marginally be extended uh, to include a trash room, bicycle area, and also a, um, a residential lobby. Um, the structure, as proposed, preserves many of the historical features of the building, and we'll recreate the marquee signage um, which the historical commission has noted. Um, As to the zoning requirements, and I can address this uh, after the design team moves forward, um, essentially the use of a residential and a commercial use is permitted in the C1 district. Um, There are dimensional variances which will be required as to setback width and also lot coverage. Uh, The parking uh, situation Uh, There's an existing lot which is not conforming uh, to the requirements of Medford Zoning. Uh, We would also need a finding uh, to keep that parking space as is. It's a net loss of one space because this actual use is less than the commercial use for an entire building. So with that, um, I'll turn it over to the design team, um, Tony Esposito. He's still muted, I believe.
1: I think Annie's looking for him.
13: He's, I can't point to where you're at. Okay. Okay. Uh, He's four down on Hollywood Squares.
14: <laughs> can anybody hear me? Yeah,
1: we can. <laughs> yes
14: good evening everybody uh my name is anthony esposito i'm a registered professional engineer in the state of massachusetts it is an honor and a privilege to be in front of the community development board of the great city of bedford Uh, to move it along here as kathleen told you this was a project for 30 to 36 salem street on the north side of salem street the proposal is to maintain eighteen parking spaces in the rear, with uh, a ha- an ADA accessible van accessible space, as required by the uh, AAB regulations in the rear. you look at.
13: If I could interrupt for just one moment, um, we can put the site plan up. Would that be easier for you, Tony? Yeah,
14: that would that would be helpful. Okay. Sure, I, okay. I, I'm not as good as that i, I believe eric see everybody can see eric, it,
13: has the, be eric has the eric has a site plan i believe eric he needs to be unmuted He's our architect
1: yeah i think you're unmuted now
13: yeah if you could make
8: me a co-host i can share my screen
14: Okay, so if we were to move over towards the proposed section, uh, in the existing section, Uh, regarding the existing parking lot, right now there's a sea of pavement back there. And when we design the new parking lot, uh, we're looking to add a little landscape islands both as you, if you can move the arrow towards the left of the property there or where the hilly section is, right in there, yes. That area right now is all roughly fallow soil. Planning on landscaping and seeding that area to green it up a bit. And then if you move over to the rear left corner of the property up against the wall, that area right there, we're planning to put some seeding there as well. And we'll be adding some Cape Cod berm around that rec- square, if you will, to protect
15: it from tires just running it over. So.
7: Oh he's muted again.
1: Yeah, hold on, Mr. Espidio. You've been I'm, muted. I'm
5: muted. Sorry, I meant to mute. Eric, because there was sound coming, the whining was from one of them, and I hit the wrong one. I apologize.
1: Yeah, so Mr. Um, Esposito, you've got a lot of background, um, high-pitched sound coming through you.
14: The computer's fan is running. Can't do anything about it. Uh, Anyway, moving along, uh, we talked about the landscaping. I did a... These are a couple of things I check for in every site plan I do. Uh, We're not in a floodplain. We obviously don't have any endangered species areas. There's no wetlands within hundred feet of the area. Uh, We're not in a groundwater protection district. Uh, So those issues have gone haywire. I believe it's the intent of the applicant to reutilize some of the existing utilities that service the building right now. However, There is a note on the plan that the city of Medford can, upon review of the existing utilities they plan to use, that they can ask the applicant to uh, change the utilities and make them brand new. Uh, And that would be the domestic water and the sanitary sewer. We are going to be providing sprinkler protection for the building and for that we need to tap in a four inch ductile iron pipe in the existing main on salem street uh we've gotten some feedback from the town engineer and he's probably out there in the crowd i'm sure that he would like to see valves put on each side of the connection I just want to, for the record, ask him to reconsider to allow us to do a live tap uh, because to add in the two cross valves would require that we turn down, turn off the water main uh, in order to do that. With a live tap, we may not be able to do that. However, One of the reasons that Tim may be hesitant to do that is maybe he feels the age of the existing water main on Salem Street could be an issue with a live tap. That's also a concern. So uh, for the record, I'd like to ask Tim if he wants to reconsider just for the applicant's benefit. And we can certainly understand if he doesn't want to reconsider. We have on some of the later sheets a construction management plan. We plan on utilizing the existing drainage system on the site. We believe we can do that because under stormwater management if we're taking a site that has uh, lots of impervious cover, rooftop, pavement, what have you, and you decrease it by adding some green space, that under stormwater management, you're considered a redevelopment and you're allowed to meet the standards to the extent practical. So we'd like to utilize the existing drainage system and to do that, we'd like to reduce the amount of impervious on the site. Uh, But there will be some erosion control measures. They're spelled out in the construction management plan on the plans. Uh, the key thing is the wells on the site during construction will be fitted with silt sacks to collect any sediment during construction to protect them and allow them to do uh, the infiltration ability. Uh, we will have some site lighting. Uh, it is over the trash receptacles. Uh, they'll, I'm requesting that the architect provide a wall pack light over where the trash receptacles are. If you look at that, that's over on the rear left corner of the building. You'll see the little squares there. Uh, the request was we do roll out barrels. So I put a bunch of them back there. And we're also asking for a light pole in the middle of the parking area on the right side. These will be kind of like a shoebox type. So we're directing the light down towards the parking lot, and uh, and not towards the neighbors. That's the intent. The most important thing we have to deal with on the site is the access onto Salem Street. We've been recommended by our traffic engineer to put multiple signage, and I have detailed those on the sheet that's shown on the plan on the sheet that's on the plan at this time. So the, 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 the intent is to make them to MUTCD standards, i.e. the state standards for highway signage with the wording recommended by the traffic engineer. And uh, we have four locations of signage. Two of them are right on the corner of the building on the right front corner. Uh, The other one is on the rear left corner, uh, which is sign number three, watch for pedestrians. And we also have a sign for the van accessible sign as well. There is also a proposed sign number four for the loading zone, which we are showing at the, that's the parking space off the Right left corner. So I'm just going to bump through my detail sheet to see if there's anything else I'd like to talk about uh, because I'm nearing pretty much the end. And that's basically it. We've got signage, we've got lighting, we've got some landscaping to add. And also we have a sidewalk detail because any anticipated excavation into Salem Street, there's gonna need to be some sidewalk repair of what's there now. And when we do that, we're looking if there's what they call flags, the squares on concrete sidewalks. We have to repair the whole flag right to the expansion joint. Okay. And with that, I'm up for questions.
1: Well, is there more to the uh, the presentation? Will we?
13: Yeah, the architect will take us through his.
1: Yeah, why don't we his... do that? I'm going to mute you in the meantime, Mr. Esposito. I'm sorry. The the winding is is sound is very difficult to, uh, to deal with.
8: Thank you. Uh, I my name is Eric Zacherson. I'm a an architect. Uh, the architect for the project. Look, uh, our firm Context is located in uh, Charlestown. Um, the The project here um just for orientation I like to always start at the the big picture we've got uh the existing building you're you're probably all quite familiar with it on salem street um an overview uh uh showing some of the the quick um the information that Tony was talking about and its relationship to the rest of the city uh the building as you you see here um looking at along Salem street and looking the other direction. See, you can see the historic uh, building as well as the uh, small addition or small enclosure on the third floor that we'd be removing as part of the project. Again, stepping back a little bit, looking towards Oakland and city hall mall um, and then zoomed in just a little bit. For those of you who haven't been inside of it in, the, in a, a little while, there formerly was a, a toy shop in, in the middle. There currently still is um, the H&R Block on one side. There used to be a yo- yoga studio up here, a lovely space on the second floor, uh, quite high ceilings. Third floor has been in this condition for quite some time. Uh, it just never made to, Sense to be uh, used. This is actually within that black box I was just showing you uh, on the exterior. Um, as as Kathleen noted, the building has been at least the third floor has been underutilized since um, the Connollys uh, took over. This is a quick shot of the rear yard as or the rear parking as it exists today, and, and uh, was formerly part of the building. Um, the The current owners who are are redeveloping it have always been in love with this building and and it's and its history and it's part of um, Part of this stretch of Medford and so we we always kind of want to flip back to some of these images and and think about them as we Think about what we're going to do with the project. Um, Currently, the building as you see the building the 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 extent of the existing building is up to this this line here at the back of the build, uh, the back of the site. H uh, and R block uh, occupies this space, which is as you're facing the building, the right side of the building, and Elizabeth Grady faces the left side of the building. Um, as part of the the work here, we would um, renovate these two storefronts to be something that's a little more energy efficient, and create a central entrance um, with. We, which you would access, then you would have access to to each uh, retail space, and you would also um, rejuvenate the retail space that was formerly the the toy store and uh, uh, and was the access also the access to the yoga studio. We would create um, by adding on to the back of the building here. We would create a residential lobby, um, allow us to add an a elevator for the for the units. And add just a little bit of storage space, which would probably be part of the HR block, become part of the HR block space. Um, this is the existing, um, generally speaking, the location of the existing fire stair, and this would be the second um, entrance stair leading up. And then this is a stair that leads down into the basement, which would be continue to be used as, as storage for, likely for these two spaces with some mechanical equipment down below. The, the units up above would be, would be three good sized, fairly luxurious units um, by a lot of Boston standards. Uh, we would have, when you come out of the elevator, you would have a three bedroom unit on one side and then a two bedroom unit on, uh, in this corner. And those two, those two units would have the primary exposure on Salem Street and there would be a one bedroom tucked in the rear in the, in the addition, of, in addition zone. And uh, this addition is very similar to what was on the original, uh, on the proposal that was reviewed a a year and and change ago. Um, This particular floor, the second floor, we're gonna take advantage of the high ceilings and try and create small mezzanine spaces above the kitchens so that this zone here feels uh, very much like a a double height space. And over this, we we create a little, a little bit of an office nook up above the kitchens. the The third floor would we would again we would still be adding a, a portion at the rear here, but we'd be removing the um, black uh, enclosure that you, you see and and re um, kind of giving back the significance of the this parapet wall. Uh, this currently is built up quite a bit. We believe we can bring it uh, down nearly to the level of the inside unit once we clean out the structure in there. So you, from the, from this unit, which is a two bedroom and this unit, which is a three bedroom, you would have a short staircase up to uh, a little bit of a deck space that would exist right behind the parapet and the parapet's rather tall. So um, it would create its own guard, it would, should serve as its own guardrail without anything kind of adorning the the historical parapet wall, and then again uh one bedroom tucked in the back on the top floor this is the this floor is would be entirely new the the one story that we would be adding to the project again a two bedroom on the left, a three bedroom on the right this these two with no uh outdoor space, and then uh the one bedroom tucked in the rear. Each of these three units would have a small staircase leading up to, uh, to a roof deck that would be a good distance back. I, I believe this is 20, just over 20 feet back from the, the facade. Yeah, we're gonna create something that's a little bit taller, but we don't want these to kind of detract from the new uh, elevation. This is the building roughly as it stands today, uh, the Dyer, uh, originally you know, known as the Dyer Building. Um, and, and its a relationship to its neighbors. This is the piece that we would uh, be kind of reopening up to uh, to the facade behind. And then these are the two storefronts and uh, the area where we would be adding the marquee. And you can see kind of um, what the addition would probably be like. We're uh, currently leaning towards something that is um, not as detailed and and trying not to try and be part of the original building and it's and set it back in such a way that it becomes something that is uh, is um, special and and thoughtful in its own way but is not part of the um, the facade that has been part of this street for so long, very long and then uh, that that's basically where we are at this point. We wanted to kind of open it up for questions and thoughts, and, and see what kind of comments uh, you would have.
9: Jeffrey Jordan
5: is available Thank to you. discuss the traffic. I don't know
13: if you want to do that now, or or deal with the building at this point.
1: Yeah, I'm sorry. Could you repeat what you just said?
13: Sure, um, Jeffrey Dirk, Dirk, our traffic engineer is here as well. If you wanna go through that at first and then take questions, it's up to you. We can deal okay. with any questions. Yeah, let's,
1: let's do that. Let's take all the okay. presentations.
16: Thank you, Mr. Chairman. For the record, my name is Jeffrey Dirk. I'm a partner with Vanessa and Associates and was mentioned we're the traffic engineers on the project. So we did prepare a uh, transportation impact assessment for the development and I think kind of what you've heard is from the standpoint of the building itself, it's mixed-use um, commercial space on the first floor. It's really, from the standpoint of the amount of commercial space, it's not changing a lot in terms of the square footage. So there's really not a large increase in traffic associated with that. And then we're adding nine residential units to the building. So the net increase in traffic that we're talking about during the highest traffic volume hour um, is about 20 peak hour trips. So it's one additional vehicle you know, every Three minutes during the peak hour, and in the context of um, the volume of traffic on Salem Street, it, it's it's not going to be um, substantially uh, uh, not result in a substantial increase in traffic. I, I do want to mention that the site itself, given its location, I mean, it's ideally situated for public transportation access. Um, there's a uh, bus stop. Um, just within a minute walking distance of the, of the par- project site at Ashland Street, uh, that has nine bus or sorry eight buses that um, uh, stop at that location. So it's a great location from the standpoint of not being an auto-centric project. Um, so it fits in very well with the uh, with the square, um, especially with the residential units that are there itself. So not a large volume of of traffic that's expected to be generated. We think it'll it'll fit in well with the um, multimodal Uh, context of the square itself. There are a series of recommendations that we had in the traffic study, and the city engineer um, has gone through each of those and and, um, uh, has included those in his comment letter, which is helpful to us, helpful to you as well as you look at it. So at the back end of his comment letter, uh, he's reiterated and expanded upon some of our recommendations. Um, And Tony has gone through probably those primary ones related to safety. So the idea of having these dynamic signs, so that as you're entering from Salem Street, you'll know if a vehicle is exiting. Um, so that sign is going to tell you that. And then the same thing if you're in the parking lot looking to exit, there's going to be a sign in the sensor on either end that's going to tell you what's going on, whether a vehicle is approaching uh, or exiting the site. So that'll be helpful given the fact that we have a narrow drive aisle there um, as well. The other important thing is, of course, if you're a pedestrian walking across the sidewalk, because these buildings are all uh, uh, fronting along Salem Street itself, you want to make sure that pedestrians know when a vehicle is exiting. Um, So the signs uh, provide for that as well. Again, a dynamic sign uh, that will allow pedestrians to know that. Uh, Tony had mentioned as well about uh, we had a recommendation along the front of the site itself. Uh, given the fact that the drive aisle um, is somewhere between 10 or 12 feet going into the back parking lot, any loading and delivery activities uh, really needed to take place curbside. Uh, so that's where you see we have a recommendation. And the city engineer has said, of course, we need to get approval from the city, but we had recommended a short-term loading zone along the front of the site um, with specific hours, 6 to 10 in the morning, let's say, uh, so that that would accommodate loading and deliveries. Uh, for the commercial space, but also for the nine residential units, we need to have accommodation so that a moving van can get to the front of the building and then allow for people to uh, load or unload um, their, uh, their furniture and such from from the building itself. Other specific recommendations that you'll note that the city engineer Uh, had mentioned is there is one parking space um, that is to, if you're looking at the site itself, it's just to the right of the driveway. There's one space between uh, along that north side of Salem Street uh, between the site and Ashland Street. Um, That one space, if you're trying to come out of the site, um, it does, if a vehicle is parked there, it does inhibit your sight lines looking to the the left, um, Salem Street being one way. So you do need to look to the left to see if a vehicle is approaching you. That vehicle does in fact block your sight line. Um, So what you would need to do um, if a vehicle was there, you would need to pull out first, make sure there's not a pedestrian in the sidewalk and then proceed out into a portion of Salem Street to be able to look to your left. Uh, We had suggested possibly removing that parking space and the city uh, engineer had also suggested that that would be a good idea Um, But in the context of looking at the improvements the city has already done at that intersection, which is providing curb line bump outs to shorten the pedestrian crossing distances, what you'll notice if you look at the intersection um, is because that parking space is there, the bump out is not actually provided for crossing Salem Street. It is provided on either side to cross Ashland, but not for crossing Salem Street. So what he suggested is that with to, to remove that parking space is to put a curb line bump out there to shorten that crossing distance along Salem Street, and that's consistent with what the city's envision for the pedestrian safety improvements uh, in the square itself. So, it we'll be advancing that. So, he suggested that that be done as a part of this project, and along with those improvements, it creates some opportunity for some um, street furniture enhancements, which he suggested. And specifically, a part of our recommendations is to provide a bicycle. Um, uh, bicycle rack in that area there. And so we suggested how that might also function um, itself. So that that's kind of a high-level overview of the traffic study. Again, from this project's perspective, it's not a large traffic generator. So our focus is really on safety of uh, vehicles, exiting, entering and exiting site, pedestrian safety, sight lines. And then we also have a transportation demand management program to encourage the residents to be able to use On the public transportation. I don't think it's going to require a lot of encouragement because you live here, you walk out your front door, and the bus stops right there. So I think uh, that in and of itself, it's going to sell itself. Um, But we have recommended some things that the property manager can undertake uh, to let people know that the bus stop is there and encourage them to use these public transportation options. Uh, So that concludes my presentation, and I'll be here and happy to answer any questions you might have.
1: Great, thank you. So at this time, let me open it up to uh, the board members for, for questions and comments.
2: Someone want to kick us off? or sure, I can try. Um, I guess my first question is, is uh, Andre, where are we at in the process here? Um,
1: what, so, what is the
2: expectation of tonight? And, and
1: so the um, my understanding is that the, the Zoning Board of Appeals uh, needs to uh, grant some variances. And they are planning on opening, I think, their hearing September 3rd. Is that right, Annie?
13: That's correct. That's correct.
1: OK. And so, you know, they we basically they look to us for site plan recommendations in terms of, uh, you know, design, siting, layout, things like that. And uh, so if we do not give them recommendations tonight, they may have to continue their hearing until they they get them. Um, Annie, do you want to add anything there?
7: Uh, Sure. Just that the so the board of appeals will be granting the special permit for site plan review as well as variances. So they could open the hearing and continue um, both items if they have not received comments from the CD board.
2: So, I guess my sort of main overarching comment is that I found, um, especially the engineer in the beginning, I found his presentation very hard to follow for lack of exhibits or small and um, not easy to read exhibits uh, that were shown. Um, The whole thing kind of just, it, it was just very hard to follow and I really don't even understand what is being proposed um, I think you know in in uh, excuse me but when we reviewed this project last time there were a series of exhibits that illustrated exactly what was being proposed in a, in a pretty concise way and the the contrast with the presentation tonight is pretty striking um, so I am, I'm almost at a loss at, at how to um, comment. Um, I will add that I read through the Historic Commission's comments and I felt um, a lot of those were, were spot on. And then I would definitely ask the proponent to take a good hard look at those and consider them, um, especially as it um, relates to massing and building uh, design and fenestration of, of the the proposed additions to the building um, but I yeah again overall I, I found the whole thing very hard to comment on because it was it was just overall pretty hard to understand
4: if
13: I may with regard to the site plan itself and the structure we're not demolishing um, the project at all. also the outlay of, of the site itself um, it is very similar to what exists now which is what the site plan shows um, the only the, the difference is the additional um, story to the building itself, um, and that um, that is, is depicted in the architect's plans as, as they exist. Um, you know, and, and with regard to the Historical Commission's um, comments, we received those yesterday. Um, I have gone through them. I do believe that, um, you know, they, they were complimentary as to what is uh, remaining on the property and we had actually taken the comments from the previous um, iteration of this um, and incorporated much of what um, the um, Historical Commission had requested. Um, in fact, I, I think the original Historical Commission comments were um, five or six pages long, if, if, uh, if I'm not mistaken. Um, in terms of, of the, um, the comments made by historical, they're, they're not requesting at this point, as if I read them correctly, that we maintain or we do anything further in terms of maintaining the historical nature of the building, um, what they are saying is that these are design changes that they think might be fitting, um, which would make it more modern. Um, The question arises in that regard is that we are keeping the second floor height to the property, uh, so in terms of what we can do in terms of lighting and whatnot on those uh, third-floor uh, apartments, um, I think that when the architect looked at, at this, and Eric can speak uh, for himself in this regard, is that he was looking at the windows and, and providing more interior light to the to the um, to the property. With regard to the the shadow study, um, if you've been out to the site, um, it the rear of the property essentially. Um, is much lower in elevation than the surrounding Forest Street properties and the Ashland Street properties. Um, and the height of this building, as opposed to uh, what was originally uh, proposed again a year ago with six stories, um, the height of this building is, is 52 feet um, and four stories well within the zoning uh, requirements. I'm not sure the shadow study and, and the historical committee can speak to this, but I'm not sure really what it's going to um, show, uh, unless they're looking for shadows to the front of the building, because the height is going to be commensurate with the remaining buildings and the buildings to the rear on Forest Street and Ash, Ashland are um, at a higher elevation than the exi- existing uh, property.
2: So, <clears throat> thank you. Um, I sort of agree with all the things you've said, but I think this, my main comment uh, sort of went over your head, and that is that I still have no idea really what you're proposing. I don't really know what the building looks like. I don't really know what the back of the building looks like. I don't know how you're addressing the sidewalk issues. It was all talked about, but without graphics for us to really understand what we're going to get here, it, it's, it's hard to make any kind of, a, any kind of an assessment of, of what you're proposing.
13: Well then again in fairness in terms of the sidewalks again.
2: Um, I don't want to talk about specifics. I'm sorry ma'am. The 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 problem I'm having is that I don't understand the project plain and simple. You have not shown us anything today which shows us gives us a holistic vision of what you're proposing. Whether things that are in our purview or not. We need to have a holistic Look at how, what this project is going to do. This is a super important building in the, in the heart of Medford Square, and I'm an architect. I do this for a living. I have no idea what you're even trying to, to, to propose, so I know the rest of the people that are not in the building profession are having an even harder time uh, dealing with, with this issue. We just went through this on the project we just finished, and they finally, after a year and a half, showed us something that really illustrated to us what they were doing, and the project got approved the day they they did that. So I, I just – I mean, the, the site plan that was reviewed at the start was a hand-drawn sketch as far as I'm concerned, and it was, it was this big on my screen. I, I have no idea what you're – well I mean, kind
13: of the difficulty with that is the Zoom meeting, um, as opposed to... Uh,
2: we've been, so we, could I add- we review site plans yeah. all the time, could and people have succeeded at this. Could, yeah.
12: I, could I just add, hi, this is Christy Dowd. So um, I am in the building profession, but I do agree that the presentation was a little confusing, and I don't feel like I could make any recommendations to the zoning board at this time because I don't quite feel like I have a good understanding of the project. And it would be helpful if we could, if the proponent could take a step back and um, maybe consider the comments from Claes and whatever may come forward tonight and maybe do a repackage of the presentation and walk us through very comprehensively and in a very um, better way and sequential order of how the development um, works and more renderings and a better explanation of the variances that are being requested.
13: Well, I can go through that. I just gave a brief presentation as to the variances. So I think the request is to see
12: all of the information more visually than verbally.
2: And holistically.
12: And I would really like to see a response to the historical commission's comments because I believe they are very significant.
2: Yeah. And I, I can just say this right now. I, there's no way I'm making a recommendation based on what I saw tonight.
4: And I back that up. Ms. Desmond, in all due respect, um, I want just to give you to highlight and give a visual to yourself for what uh, is being said by um, my my, um, fellow board members is I sat here just as you were going along and I made my own sketch and it's not working for me. I'm no architect at all. And my planning skills were enough that I was hearing certain things and I realized the only reason why I was able to come into this because urban planning is my background, but I can't even imagine that anyone else and I was following the engineering specs as well for the same thing. But then I realized I'm doing a little bit too much here. I prefer this to come from the proponent. Um, Especially, and you know again, I started to, I started to visualize certain things, like I got excited about the traffic, the backing out of the equipment because we see that on the Beacon Hill right across from state the state house it works however, um, again, as Clay uh, and uh, Christy has said it's it 's on the proponent to show us this visual, and we 've seen as Claise has also said. Um, this can be done, even for the repurposing or the redevelopment of an existing building. It, it's, it's, I, I would think that it would be a little bit more simpler for, for you to uh, take on. And, and, and to say, that, uh, and I want to reiterate, I am not in a position to vote on this or, or to provide any recommendation uh, to the ZBA based on tonight's presentation. Thank you.
1: Uh, other board members want to jump in?
10: David? Sure. Um, I, I, I will try
8: not to repeat what others have said, though. The Historical Commission comments, I think, are super important. If I, I wasn't around here for round one, I guess that you're mentioning that there was a, another development for this parcel proposed in the past. Is is Are you suggesting that the Historical Commission has some, somehow changed its tune, its are, well, uh, yeah, asking yeah. for different yeah. things. I mean,
13: yeah, you know? I, I would, I would suggest that that's the case. Um, when we had originally, um, when we had originally reviewed the comments that were provided with the first project, um, it was six stories. Um, so there were things that we kept, such as the um, interior hallway area um, and the upper uh, floors of uh, the extended height of those floors, um, keeping the marquee in. So the only, the only comments and 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 again you know if if there's something that 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 I'm misreading the comments with regard to um the historical commission this go around um, related to the third story and 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 what that should look like and and in, and in quite a, a bit of it um was was window uh, placement and, and what types of windows uh they wanted to have um you know I, we're, we're preserving the facade, and they wanted some changes to the facade um, that would, I guess, I don't, mimic's the wrong word, but um, would, would kind of preserve what was the original um, storefront area. Um, so there were some comments as to that, but, but we're, we're, he's taken great pains, my client, to, to maintain uh, the existing building in its existing condition and and try to leave um, much of the interior um, as as it was originally um, you know originally designed Um, and and he hasn't touched much of that area most of the renovations uh, from the exterior will occur on on that addition it it, that's my understanding of of what was provided
1: so miss desmond i would say um, you know the last time First of all, the original project was was uh, significantly larger. It was 20 units. There were a couple of affordable units there. We they came back a couple of times. We had extensive discussions about the design and the architecture. We really got into the details. We talked about the landscaping. We talked about the, the widths of the parking spaces in the back, how they were laid out, the the signage and the you know for the entrance and exiting and how to to mediate. The uh, the conflict between pedestrians and cars, um, you know, we talked about the the facade, we talked about materials, we talked about bike parking, we talked about a lot of things, um, and none of that is really covered here. I think that's what you're hearing from the board members. So I I oh. think they would like to they would they would like to see more of that. There's no like materials with color. There's uh, nothing that shows people like sight lines and 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 visuals I think they want to see a little bit more of that so we can have a robust conversation about it certainly not it's not about the the value of the project itself I think everybody cares a lot about this we all want to see uh residential development in Medford Square we want to see a good project um but we can't just you know take it on faith
13: well if if I could address um some of some of those issues um first with respect to the parking and I I do know from the prior um parking uh, iteration um, that um, there was a, a request to uh, re- to have the adequate width and length of of the parking spaces um, and the the project as proposed maintains the um, the current spaces and width and I believe we had a photograph that showed adequately that that those vehicles could park within those spaces. The difficulty is is that if, if you um, attempt to Um, to hold the width and the length of those spaces, you then create another um, zoning issue with regard to the, the aisle width. Um, If, if you were to um, create those spaces and part of the, part of the difficulty is, is that you've got that retaining wall to the left side of the property. um, And then you've got a retaining wall on the other side of the property because this property essentially sits at a lower elevation than the surrounding properties behind. Um, So if you were to, Take the spaces and make them uniform as to um, width and length. Um, and currently, the zoning ordinance requires it to be nine by nineteen um, feet, nineteen feet in, in length and nine feet in width. Um, you would not have sufficient space in the lane, um, <clears throat> the lane to 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 have your aisle width, um, and, and so that would create another variance request. Um, and and in speaking with the building inspector uh, when we went through this. Um, the, the, the importance of having adequate lane uh, width as opposed to parking space width, um, it, it, it's for safety purposes, it, it's, a, it's more of a, um, a benefit. Um, and in looking, and I did some research in terms of what the average car length is. So if, if you're looking at an average car length, um, if you have, for instance, an Escalade, um, an Escalade is 16.7 feet in length. Um, and it is roughly 6.75 feet in width. Um, and those spaces, as they are laid out at this point, would, would adequately accommodate them. Uh, it's also a preexisting condition. Um, if, if you take commercial space, if this was three, four floors of commercial space, you would need 33 spaces. Um, this re- reduces the overall requirement of spaces to 29 spaces. So there's a net loss of one. Um, and, and the argument to the zba in that regard would be you've got a, a lot that is non non-conforming as it exists now um it narrow has 23 spaces it's going to redu- be reduced by five so you'll have 18. but at that point you'll have spaces which adequately fit vehicles and you'd maintain the um the aisle width. and i think um jeff could speak to the aisle width too because we, we uh,
1: excuse me miss desmond i'm sorry but are you suggesting that um you can't or don't want to provide uh, more visual materials that we're requesting or that we shouldn't discuss some of the items that we've raised?
13: No, I'm not, I'm not saying that at all, but, but, you know, in terms of you, you raise that issue um, and, and, you know, our plan shows 18 spaces. So, I mean, we have considered those issues. Um, and, and with regard to that parking plan, to reduce it to, to make the spaces uniform uh, would, would create, turn issues. Um, well, I,
1: I, I just think that the folks want to be able to have that conversation, but they want to know what they're talking about. I mean, I they,
12: I, they need yeah. to be able to see it. I mean, where I'm struggling is I'd like to graphically understand what the problems are and then take the board members through how you're responding to those challenges and presenting the best project possible, considering the conditions of the site and all the parameters that you need to work within.
2: I, I think, Christy, only, you're absolutely right.
15: Sorry, Dana.
8: No, I'm just going to say that only a few of us were here last time. And these are all issues
1: that we did discuss. But since this is a new project, I think
2: that all of these Yeah. Tips I, are- I was just going to say that the we need to, you know, th- this board, just to the point that we need to be able to see this visually, I think we have the ability to make a recommendation based on all those things that you're talking about and, and I, I think you said them nicely but without a graphic and without the whole picture it's very hard to understand really what you're talking about. I think people that are in the building industry might be able to do it and I was sort of grabbing what you were saying. Well, we do but without, with, without that visual we can't do it. We have the ability to make a re- recommendation say Yes, they've done their really good job, and and yeah, the the parking spots should be smaller, and the drive aisle should be bigger, and we got a recommendation from the fire chief, and all this stuff. We, but without we, those visuals to back them up, I mean, we're just all we're doing right now is just hearing you.
13: We do have that visual here, if you would like to look at it.
2: The visual you had a chance to show me the visual, and it didn't work. I don't. I don't so, want to look at the visual again. I. I let's yeah. Let's just
1: be so. I think what you're hearing, Ms. Desmond, uh, this project uh, is going to be continued to next month. And I think what we should do now is uh, board members should indicate uh, to you and your team what would be helpful for them to see so that next time we can have a really productive conversation and hopefully uh, move forward with a set of recommendations. Um, So uh let me ask the the board members are there specific things that you'd like to to see uh for next month
7: i think definitely the landscaped area in the back and the retaining walls um, i mean
2: andre i sorry deanna i just finished sorry to um christy's earlier point. I don't think it's our responsibility to be fishing for the information we need to make these recommendations. The proponent needs to come to us with a comprehensive and holistic package that illustrates all the issues that we need to consider to make a recommendation for this project. We can make a whole list tonight, but if this package comes back and there's like one thing missing or if there's, you know... It's, it, to me, it's on the proponent to put together materials that help us understand this project properly, and that's what we did for um, Winthrop Street, and, and that's why it went well tonight. And I mean, this, this it is not our job to, to beg for information so that we can understand their project.
12: The only thing that I would add, if, if for projects that we, the board, easily understood, I don't know if you know, there's some guidance that the community development board could give and say, you know, here's images that exist online <laughs> for guidance, but. Um,
1: right. I, I think would. So. I do. Think I mean, one.
2: A, I do think it's on an individual basis, but I'm sure. Sh- I mean, the first thing I would say is that the proponent should have a look at some of the successful, the projects that have been successfully recommended by this board and by the ZBA and look through them and see the exhibits that they used, you know? I mean, we've seen plenty of projects where we looked at them, they gave a presentation, we looked at them, we said, yep, that looks good, because everything we needed to know was right there. So there, you know, and that's all public record.
1: Well, and I think on this very project too, you have uh, an instance of um, you know a board discussion, what we were looking for, the recommendations, the level of, of product that we we needed to make uh, decisions. And I think uh, even looking at that would be would be helpful. You know, and I know what you're saying. That uh, you're, I think you're saying that. From your perspective, you're probably seeing this as a, a, a simpler project than the one that was already recommended, so why isn't it sailing through? But it is a different project, and I think that, you know, the design is very different, and we, we just need to have that conversation again.
4: It, who is the design consultant? Can the proponent um, sort of refer back to the, des- the design engineer and consultant and have that conversation and have them bring, holistically bring it to life for us? Well, well, I, I, I mean, their design team is
1: here. I think it's just a different team. So,
13: I mean, the site plan requirements and what and, and I'm not saying this to be argumentative in any in any fashion, but but what the site plan requirements are uh, per and, and what what you're looking for in terms of 3D and shade studies that that's not. That isn't a requirement. And 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 so if if that's what the board is looking for from this point forward, then it's noted. Um, but but that is not, you know, something that has been required throughout in terms of site plan review because site plan review and design review ultimately, I mean, this isn't approved at this point. So, you know, we're not even at that final stage. And and in terms of when we receive comments, and again, I'm only saying this from, um, you know, from the perspective of in terms of time. I mean, you know, if we had a chance after seeing the comments to to, to replan it, then, then at that point we would, but you're talking, you know, two to three days before, um, you receive comments. So if, if that's, if that's something that, that's different then again, um, noted, I, you know, I'm not, I'm not seeking to argue with the board or to, um, you know, indicate that we won't do this because certainly we won't. Um, but in, in terms of, you know, what, what we have done in, in the comments and in particular historical, um, we took a, a hard look at at what was required and 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 i think that much of what they had issues with originally in the um the first project that was provided they tried to preserve and i think if if you compare the the notes that 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 um you know that that i think they have we have done that Um, i understand that that they want some different lighting in the project um, you know the outside as opposed to what the inside is. Um, you know this interior space versus outer, exterior space, and in terms of what they want the windows to look like. You know all of that. You know we got those comments the other day, and we're not adverse to incorporating that that into to the discussion. But but you know our plans are submitted at that point with a design. Now, if you don't like the design, then that that's a whole different conversation than than the fact that there was a design. You know, where we try to incorporate uh, those items that um, that were an issue on the original project um, and to preserve as much of the existing building
12: could, could uh, I am I'm, I'm sorry, could I just interrupt for a second and ask I, this is where I am getting a little more confused in terms of references to the prior project because do we have to consider the prior project anymore or Is that's that's in the past and what we're right. talking no, about. This is
14: a totally project. new project,
1: so totally new submission. Right.
12: So a mass historical, I mean, historical commissions letter is present letter is focused on the current project. So I think that's right the of our discussion, which is not reference to anything that happened for the prior project. So I think right. what we're seeing are the comments. That we feel are important, that are based on the current project, and would be, and would like to see a response to those visually.
13: And and I guess what I'm saying in fairness to that is, is it the time frame from when you receive the comments to when the hearing is? It's a matter of days. Um, so to give any kind of reflection or consideration and to change a plan within that period of time. Um, it is, is difficult. So I, I don't have an issue necessarily with, with the fact that, that you want to continue the hearing on that. And, and if you want additional information as to each variance requested with the argument, although I, I do think that you received that information uh, as part of your original package, because your original package included the zoning evaluation, my zoning worksheet, the zoning application. So I think all that information has been provided in addition to the written statement as to what the arguments are for each variance requested. Um, and with regard to the parking, um, you know, I, I frankly jumped on that because I, I know what the situation was with the pri- prior parking iteration. Um, and, and I think that um, in terms of, of the parking plan, um, we're losing five spaces by virtue of the extension of the building, a small addition. Um, but, but to try and reconfigure those spaces so that they're even and they meet the requirements of the zoning ordinance of nine feet and 19 feet, you, you're going to reduce the out width, which is a concern, um, you know, for, for the board. And also the number of spaces is a concern.
1: So, Miss Desmond, uh, since we're, we're going to be continuing this, uh, do you have questions for us that might be helpful for you um, in terms of?
13: I, I would like to back? hear the historical as to to what what else they're they're searching for um, on on this in terms of what they they're looking for and what they they want in terms of a design so that it can be considered. Because I don't want to come back and then you know that, that isn't really what they're looking for. Um, so I would certainly take some input from historical as to what it is. All right. Well,
1: we're obviously not the historical commission, but we do have someone here who might be able to speak to that. So I will let them speak. Um, and then I would like to wrap this up um, pretty quickly. So uh, can someone, Annie, can you un- unmute uh, Doug Carr? Uh, Peter.
4: Peter. Oh,
1: Peter. Okay. Yeah, thank you, Peter. Yeah, I was the one who,
11: can you hear me? Mm-hmm. Yes, we can. Okay. I was the one who actually wrote the letter, but so, and with Doug's input, but um, so I just really quickly, I, I mean, I don't want to talk about the other project, but um, we we were more – I left out some of the comments from the other project because felt maybe this was a little bit closer to the mark. We really appreciated the fact that they want to, re, re you know, re, rebuild the marquee. We appreciated the fact that um, they're going to kind of restore that uh the the historic building there, but uh, I guess our we have some issues with the way the addition is designed, and we feel like um, the what what the third story that's there now is really ugly, and we feel like we're not actually doing that much better with this design. So we feel like um, there should be some more care with the design. Um, we for instance, there's there's a lack of specificity just as in the site plans like the materials aren't called out on the facade design of the new, um, second or third and fourth floor. So we don't know what these, what it's made out of. Um, and we feel like the proportions of the windows are very strange. We have these huge windows on the fourth floor and these tiny mouse hole windows on the third floor and they don't seem to relate to each other. So, we're not asking that the building be more historical, the addition be more historical. We're not asking that the building be more modern, although we feel like it could be. Um, we just feel like the facade design needs a lot of work. And it's very bland. Um, you know, it looks like, you know, I, 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 I don't know. Anyway, I can't I can't really comment on, I don't want to, say bad things but I just feel like you know the the facade design is really weak we would like to see what the materials are we'd like to see it more articulated we would like the materials to be a quality material up there because this is a really important building in Medford and uh, you know we'd like to see quality materials we just don't want to see like you know stucco up there with control joints in it we don't like we don't want to see this really cheap looking facade uh slap down on top of one of our most historical important buildings in Medford. That's our main beef. I mean, the building is going to be taller than the existing one. That's why we like to see a shadow study on basically any project, you know, um, just to see what impact will that shadow study have on the street. We'd like to see maybe the storefront windows have a little bit more detail to them. Again, we're not saying they have to be historical, Uh, We just feel like right now we have this mass expanse of these two storefronts of butt glazed glass, which could be very elegant, but it also could be, I think, if you look at the original facade, there's a lot of deep level of detail on the storefronts that have been eliminated, and it looks kind of, uh, I don't know, out of place to me. Uh, It's like a a UFO landed down there on the first, first floor. So I guess those are some of our issues. Um, We really do appreciate some, some of the moves though. We really appreciate putting the marquee back. We appreciate the fact that you're keeping that a high base second floor space on the street facade. That, those are great moves. Um, And uh, so I I guess I could leave it at that. Um, Those are really the heart of our, comments. I don't know, Doug, if you want to add anything to that. Going to unmute Doug.
15: Yep. Um, just, I'll be very brief. I think Peter, hit on most of the comments, I, I think there's a great project. I'm in support of this development there. I want to see this building restored, but also added on to, I think, I think it's a project that we can all get behind. It's just going to take more than one meeting. I mean, uh, it's not, I, I know the comments came over little late. I wish that's our fault. We should have gotten to them earlier, but honestly, some of this, of this importance will never be just one meeting. It's, it's, that, that's just not realistic for, um, for, for the importance of this. And I just want to echo again, I think the, the facade, the front facade, there needs to be an idea there that's clear and understandable. I just don't think it's there right now, but I think it, it won't be hard to get there. I think we to look at some colors, some materials, some penetration options, bring them back, you know, run them by the historic commission. We'll look at it, with, you know, as soon as it's available and give our comments to the development board, who I think has been greatly improved the last couple of years. It's a really uh, thoughtful people and thoughtful design. So I think, again, I'm gonna, I'm I want this building and this project to succeed and we're going to help you get there. It won't be long. Uh, we're not going to drag this out. Just, let's just come back and have a more interactive dialogue and, and a little better on the presentation, especially on the civil and the engineering side. And I think we'll be good to go. I think the architectural presentation uh, with the color and the graphics was actually pretty good. Although the, the new rendering, again, computer, you couldn't tell the materials. The color, and there was a few pieces missing there, but I think this is, this is not going to be a difficult thing to get through. It's, it's going to
2: be a good Hopefully, Can I just make one last comment? Sure, go ahead, Klaus. Um, so basically, you know, from Doug and Peter, we got the exact same comment that I made earlier, and that's that we're missing information. We're, we're missing the whole story here, and I think that's what we're asking for, is we're asking for you to provide the whole story to us and to the point about you know that this is just site plan review um, this board is yes we are directed with site plan review and in this case recommendation to the zba but to properly understand a project you can't this isn't a parking lot this is a building and a a historic and important building we need to understand the three-dimensional aspects of the building the design of the building and everything when considering the site plan of the whole project that's why we're here we're not just you know you can just get an engineer to 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 click the boxes but that's not why we're here we're here to consider this project holistically you know specifically for site plan review but also in this case for recommendation to the board so so yeah we need to see the design we need to see the whole story just like the historic commission does and just like the zba will
1: Okay, it's getting late. So I want to uh, just invite the city's en- the engineer office if they want to make any any points that they want to uh, Let the proponents know about um, So that they can address
9: those as well when they come back Not not specifically. So the review you may have noticed is very similar to the um, The uh, the last one. A lot of the recommendations are the same scaled down a little bit um and uh you know i'm willing to talk about uh, tony's point about the uh, valving and uh, a reasonable setup for that because um one of the things that he did not notice is it's a 14 inch water main out there so um we could talk about that tony and maybe sit down with the uh, water department uh but besides that i think the uh, and um you know i it looks like Todd's still here, so you he can chime in too. But a lot of the recommendations were very reasonable when it comes to the operation of the, the traffic uh, around the, um, the, the area. Uh, also, the, the, the discussion of the parking spaces and the smaller spots, uh, that would be the preference from our perspective to the smaller spots and more maneuverability. We notice that too, the, the configuration is the same. So from a site perspective, it's pretty simple of a project. Um, of course I think everybody touched upon the main point of this project is the building um, and some of the modest uh, requests that we're seeking only uh, seek to improve sort of the, the direction that the city's already going in this corridor uh, and helping out that effort and and, and so but generally um, you know it, the, the recommendations made by uh, vanas um, are appropriate so.
13: and we' reviewed those recommendations and the engineering recommendations as well and there's nothing in there that that is an issue. We've also um, reviewed the health department uh, recommendations, and um, I think that they re- requested that rather than public uh, trash pickup, that uh, we engage a private vendor, uh, which is is fine. Uh, we'll do that. We're going to try to I, we're going to avoid an outside dumpster. Um, I think we can have a private dun- uh, vendor take those trash. Um, trash cans materials and and take them off-site um storing them in the trash collection room that's in the building along with the bike racks
10: okay i think Um, i would just add briefly if i may oh sorry go ahead todd yeah i think tim hit hit on the head that the uh recommendations does outline that some of the things are subject to traffic commission approval i would just echo briefly that yeah there could be a little better detail graphically um for the traffic pieces of it and the traffic memo it explains it very well in text but then the the graphics of the signs almost look static not led flashing with audible tone it's hard to tell Uh, in terms of the parking layout um, it would be helpful if dimensions were called out for individual spaces and widths just because then it would help the board and us determine if if 24 feet with the 17 foot space, that's one thing, but if it's 24 feet adjacent to a 14 foot space, the 14 foot space is kind of unusable and it's gonna stick into the aisle anyways. So it does it does help to have a little more uh, detail in the parking spaces.
1: Yeah, and landscaping as has been mentioned, um, you know, just understanding the snow removal and all of the bike, you know, the bike situation wasn't fully explained. So just those kinds of things we want to go into. Well,
13: in um, terms of the bike situation, I guess. No, that, I, I
1: don't want to go into it right now. It's very late. Let's, let's just. I have
13: the engineer, though, in terms of where um, he wants those situated, because we have an indoor bike access area. But um, then
1: we're going to discuss the board will have an opinion about where okay. that should be located. So I, I think I want to have a full conversation about that. Um,
13: okay. Because we didn't put it in because we don't know where the city wants them at this point. Take a stab. Take a stab, okay.
1: I mean, in, uh, in projects that we've done recently, there's been, you know, we prefer uh, sheltered uh, lockable pipe, you know, like-
13: Interior, parking. which we have.
1: Yeah. I thought you just said you didn't know no, where it was we have gonna interior,
13: go. But the engineers, um, the city engineer, also wanted exterior um, bike racks, which we didn't put in on the plan because we don't know where the city wants us to go. And I think typically that's an after approval situation. We'll agree to the condition. Um, but if you want them on the outside, then, you know, some direction as to where you want them, we can put them in on the plan in advance of the next meeting.
1: Yeah, okay. I agree with Tim. Take a stab. <laughs> there's guidance oh. out there. There's, there's, there's guidance. You can okay. go Okay. Alright, uh, Lorena did you receive a, a brief uh, email comment from the member of the public so I'd ask her to just read that right now.
12: Yes, um, from Keith Barry of Forest Street. I am writing in support of the project at 30 to 36 Salem Street as it would provide more housing in Medford. I have been lucky enough to own a home in Medford Square for nearly a decade and I am glad to see that new development opportunities are making it possible for more people to live in a vibrant community close to job opportunities and community resources. I had no prior knowledge of the project until receiving a meeting notice and I have no special knowledge of the project aside from the documents posted on the Community Development Board website. However, I must voice my support of any project that will add more housing units to Medford, especially walkable and transit rich areas, such as Medford Square. I urge your approval of this project. All
1: right, thank you, Lorena, uh, for reading that. Uh, is there a motion on the floor to continue?
2: I'll make a motion to continue. Okay. Thank you, Claus. Is
1: there a second?
5: I'll second thank
1: Thanks, Christy. All right, uh, roll call vote. Deanna Peabody.
5: We need to continue to, to stay specific.
1: Yeah, but well, September 16th. Is what um, we
5: do you want to have this the same night as the BJ's and there's probably going to be the discussion of the brewery ordinance from the city council? Or do you want to split it to another night so that the the meetings are not quite so long?
1: Um. Well, my feeling is that the BJ's discussion should not be very long since we've discussed it several just times you know, already. Just cause I just um, do the thing. But what do the other board members? Do you have an opinion? Shit,
11: we've, we went 8-0.
4: Was, if if we would have split that. it, that means it's two meetings. Uh, is it just a matter of time or we still have to... It's going to be two meetings or a long meeting. So it's, I have no preference either way.
1: Clest, uh, it looked like you had a preference. Did you? Were you saying two meetings, separate meeting?
2: I mean, in a way, I sort of feel like this merits a longer discussion. Obviously, not one for right now, but um, I, I think there needs to be talk about how we um, we schedule these meetings more. You know, um, my feeling is that you know after. Nine thirty yeah. we're not making good decisions any longer and and it's affecting our work so i again I think it merits a longer discussion, which we can pick up some some other time but um
1: well I think the the problem is if we have a I, I would say nine September sixteenth for continuing it for the moment because otherwise we're gonna We're not going to host a meeting the following week, I don't think, and then that pushes it two weeks further out. So I would say, um, you know, let's do our best. I I agree this is an issue we need to try to tackle and maybe just start scheduling uh, twice monthly meetings. Yeah. So.
8: We're still two hours less than the last one.
1: Yeah, I'm kidding. Well, let's... (laughs) We're getting closer, so let's wrap it up. (laughs) <laughs> so um, is everybody okay for at least for the time being for September sixteenth and then yes, we'll yes. take it from there okay yep All right, so uh who was it that made the motion? Was that class did you make the motion
2: and can I just say something else and I know I'm Is it killing brief? you guys. Yeah, it's really brief. I just wanted to tell Ms. Desmond that I, I absolutely am for this project, and I think it's a great project, and it's so important to the city. And thank you for doing this, and thank you to the architect and the engineers for being here. But, you know, you, you heard the other things I had to say, but it, I just wanted to add that to my comments because thank you. And I didn't it's important to, to say.
13: And I didn't mean to be argumentative or – um, you know, I, I'm not against, you know, coming back with it. I just want some directions mm-hmm. to you
1: Yep,
2: that's good. So I, I, I um, make a motion to continue right, to September 16th.
1: Yes, thank you. And, and there was a second. Who was the second? Hi. Hi. Christy Dowd, I
12: second. Christy.
1: Thank you, Christy. Okay, roll call. Mm-hmm. Deanna Peabody.
4: Aye.
1: Klaus Andreessen. Aye. Uh, David Blumberg. Aye. Jackie Furtado.
4: Aye.
1: Christy Dowd. Aye. I'm an aye as well. Six zero. Motion to continue uh, passes unanimously. Thank you very much, and we look forward to seeing you next month. Is there uh, Annie? Correct me if I'm wrong. I don't think there's anything else we need to do at this time, right? Good. Okay. Uh, is there a motion to adjourn? I'll do the
4: motion. The motion to adjourn. <laughs>
1: Thanks, Jackie. Second. Second. class. All right. Roll call. Deanna Peabody. Aye. Uh, Kless Andreasen. Aye. Uh, Jackie Portato.
12: Aye.
1: Uh, Christy Dowd. Aye. David Bloomberg. Aye. Now, Tim, you were waving to me. Are you saying bye, or is there something you were going to say? Okay. Bye. Thank you. you. (laughs) I was like, what do you want to say?
13: (laughs) Please say bye.
15: (laughs) All right. Thank you, everybody. Have a good night. night. Thank you. Take care. (laughs)